the first questions that I always get is, tell us about misogyny in the gay scene or tell us about your experience as a woman doing drag. I'm sure you're not asking men that, so why should I be any different? I'm happy that I'm doing something which is a bit niche, but at the same time, it's not all I want to talk about. (laughs) Drag is meant to be an exaggeration of a gender. It's not meant to be, you know, let's talk about you and who you are behind the mask. You're meant to talk about silly things and going out. Not meant to be talking about me at home with my fanny. (laughs) No, (laughs) I don't want to. Do you think there's any misogyny in drag? In drag? No. No, 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 no. No. If women want to drag up, go for it. I think it's just a question of wording. You can't just watch Paris is Burning and think like, oh, I want to be a drag queen. Yes. You, you need to know where it comes from. I am inspired by the biggest female drag queens, which are Lady Gaga, Madonna, Beyonce. That's a drag queen, you know? The scene is yes. there for a reason, right? and that's and for gay to, yeah, men. Yeah. It's not about what you've got between your legs, it's about what you feel inside. This is like the best road ever because it's basically just a road full of queers. I've got Tony Horniker over there and then we've got Amanda Pet, who's my favourite drag queen, next door. My name's Georgie B. I've been doing drag for about two and a half years now. I'm still a, a sort of drag baby, I think, if you want to call it that. So this is my flat in lovely Haggerston. I've um, got Tina, goldfish. She's a permanent fixture. She's actually really old. And then we've got Maggie up there, my oriental cat. I'm going to get ready here so I don't have to do my face there and take everything with me because it's quite heavy. So I'm going to sit in the corner by my bathroom and do it there. Drag came really late to me in my life because I just thought it wasn't an option. I didn't think that it was something that women did as a woman. I'd only ever been introduced to a very firm kind of crossing the gender binary kind of drag. This is how we start. This is how everyone starts. You glue your eyebrows down with school glue. It's quite, it's quite bizarre, like the idea that you actually just put glue onto your face. But we're getting rid of the eyebrows because we want to draw over them and we want to draw more eyebrows a lot higher. I just got into it because a drag queen moved into my house like a tornado of fabric and filth. (laughs) 
I think any drag queen will tell you that, like, doing drag means that your house is constantly in a state of explosion. She really changed the way I saw drag. You know, we had conversations about what drag could be and who could be drag. And I realised that, you know, all these kind of preconceived ideas that I had were just fabrications of my own mind. They were limitations I had set on myself. And actually, if I wanted to do it, I could just go and do it. I'd say for the first 45 minutes, I look a bit like an egg. <laughs> I think a lot of people, like, especially when you like look at like pictures of drag queens online, people are like, wow, their makeup's so amazing, so beautiful, oh. But then if you look at a drag queen's face close up, it's actually terrifying because it's all painted on. And most of the time we look like really crusty. <laughs> I started dancing at Savage Disco, which is a crazy night in Metropolis, the strip club in Bethnal Green. And on the weekends, it turns into this sort of gay mecca. Five floors of sequins, silliness, just a different ball game. I can't do straight clubbing ever again. I remember feeling I finally fitted in. So my husband is a six foot four, tall, lanky man, bold. Why are your arms burnt? And he works in the construction industry. Burnt sausages. We met because I was actually asked to DJ at my friend's night. <laughs> Where did you go? And no one came apart from my now husband. And I thought, oh, that gay boy is really cute. <laughs> And that's how I met him. The rest is history. OK. I'm going to put my eyebrows on and he's going to have a shower. <laughs> you can define queer as someone who does not adhere to elements of heteronormativity in their life. People, I think, presume because I'm married to a man, I'm not actually queer in any way. And that's so not how it is for me. We're a very open couple. We really understand what each other needs. Like, it really is the love of my life, but I'm not a straight person. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the ones I'm drawing on. It makes me frustrated, actually, that people have an idea of what a queer person looks like. You see queer people in the media, and they're only ever portrayed as, like, really out-there people... Do I need to be more visibly queer? Do I need to shave half my hair off and dye it blue? Being a biological woman, my features are very soft. And actually, if you want to kind of screw with people's perception of gender a bit, I would like to look a bit more masculine. So I like to make my jaw line pop out a bit more than it should. 
I guess drag's all about exaggerating the features you have and making them appear if you don't have them. Six months went by and then I was asked, would I like to enter Miss Sing the Pink? And I thought, am I there? I don't think I'm there yet. Everything in my head told me I shouldn't do it. But I did it. Make some noise for the gorgeous Georgie B! And to my absolute shock, I won. And that was with my first performance as well, which was called Pedigree Pussy. It was basically just a sexy cat. I wanted to take a basic idea and really ramp it up. (laughs) How that changed things for me was very quick, it was very instant. People wanted to come see, they wanted to know why I'd won, really. And I think that's reasonable as the first biological woman winning a men's competition. So I got a few bookings here and there, and then it just snowballed. This needs some attention. This is a wig, and I've never brushed it, really, or washed it. Like a true drag queen. (laughs) It's disgusting. Drag me. I have a few personas. So one, I'll do a very hyper-sexualized, feminized version of myself. I've usually got my stripper gear on, a lot of bling, some diamantes, slutty fishnets, and trashy makeup. Oh, and I wear my fake titties as well, which are fun, because I don't have tits, so it's nice to have them. (laughs) I'm going to put some mascara on, and then I'll put on my eyelashes. And then the other sort of facet of me and my drag movement (laughs) is something which I just like to refer to as the happy gender clown. And I'm not really going for any sort of particularly feminine or masculine image. I just want people to read nothing from it. Okay, so that's done. It's quite conceptual. (laughs) When people watch, like, RuPaul's Drag Race, they get this kind of idea that, you know, drag queens have to spend so much money to do their drag. And a lot of them do spend loads of money as well, but you don't have to. It's about, like, you know, being creative and... Finding ways to, you know, achieve your look without spending loads. RuPaul's Drag Race has quite a blinkered view of what drag is. Certainly for me and a lot of people who are a little bit more outside of the boundaries of that vision. But also there's a certain level of understanding about why it's not a TV programme with women on it. Like, I'm sure, like, lots of people are going to be like, No, equality, women must be on it. And I believe that women should be on it, but it should be exceptional. Like, if you're not doing it amazing, why should you be on it? This is my walk-in wardrobe. Oh, I think that's everything in here. I mean, I just, I buy a lot of show dresses. Like, this is, I think this is for ice skating. (laughs) Hmm... Turquoise chaps. 
haven't done anything with those yet. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> I love cowboy stuff. I've been booked to perform on lots of crazy things. I've done corporate stuff. I've done your local pub where there's been five people watching. It doesn't matter the gig. I'm there. If there's money, I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, so tonight I'm wearing a neon plaid bejeweled sort of three-piece. Um, skin tie. It's, it's basically everything that And then you've got hosting. A host is a representative of a party who is there to make you, the audience, have a good time. I would say that this is a hyper-feminine Georgie B tonight. This is... Actually, I don't know. It's a mixture of the two. I don't think I necessarily look that feminine today. It's gender clown cuts later. <laughs> and hosting is what I'll be doing tonight at Ministry of Sound. Usually, the nice big look at the beginning for when I'm welcoming everyone into the club. And then a very small piece of string for later on when I'm too hot. <laughs> and then I can just roll around on the floor. I think we're ready. I think we're ready to go. Fan. How do I look? Not bad. Not bad for a quick job, anyway. Right, I've got everything. Where were the keys to the gate? I don't know where I put the one of ours. Huh? Uber? Uh, I'd rather get the bus. Actually, how do we get there? That's a good point. <laughs> That thing you did the other day was amazing. Which one? Oh, did you like it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hi. Has anyone got any painkillers? Because I forgot to take some. There's definitely times in straight clubs where I feel it's weird to hold my boyfriend's hand. But similarly, I've been tapped on the shoulder and told that it was a gay club when I was kissing a girlfriend. I'd explain to them the B in LGBTQI is about bisexuals and I'm allowed to express my sexuality in a place that's designed for me. So yeah, we just wanted to create a brave space where hopefully no one was prejudicial in any direction. My name's Stephen Brains and I run a night called He, She, They, which is all about equality. Our motto is to create a place without prejudice for people to be people. So the crowd's like 50%, they know what they're going to, and then the other 50% is like, oh, ministry, oh, we'll just, yeah, we'll go, because it's fun. Um, hello, look at the flyer, just look at the pictures, they might give you a suggestion of what you're going to. It's the he, she, and them. Uh, they, she, he. He and she. He, the she. He, she, they. He, she, they. You've got your tourists, your regulars, anyone in between. It's really lively. Men dressed all sexy, dancing on tables and whatnot. Free and easy party for people who 
are a bit sick of the normal macho wacho kind of vibe. I'm gonna go dance now. We're really pleased to have Georgie B here tonight. She's a female who's embraced drag culture. She had some backlash from it. Don't really understand how someone dressing as a woman can be annoyed at a woman for appropriating the culture of a man dressing as a woman. It just smacks a little bit of misogyny to me as well. And more importantly than anything else, political or otherwise, Georgie's just a hell of a performer and does amazing looks and... If she was male, female, non-binary, non-gendered, whatever, we'd just be glad to have her in the club doing what she does and doing what she does so well. I just think Georgie's done so much in recent times to get drag into different forms of media, to be able to get different types of people into it. I think as well as allowing women to know that they can do drag, also helps a lot of men who, or non-binary people, who felt that drag wasn't a space that they could enter into because it was maybe more rigid than they thought it was. Sometimes it takes someone to be a bit punk and a bit of a disruptor to go, no, that's a definition that you've been told is of drag. It doesn't mean that that is the single definition. I would say my definition of drag would be permittable narcissism because you know you are really kind of delving into the depths of your creative juices and going okay this is how I want to put this out there and I want people to notice no one does drag and and doesn't want anyone to have a look (laughs) so my outfit is a little bit of like everything I love a ball gown so I'm always like having the hoop underskirt and then I've got like some red on top of that and then I've got a little headpiece that I've made myself and a fan darling always a fan this is the sign <laughs> where like a gay boy is getting there like this is the sound of a newborn gay baby darling it is it is it's funny because a common misconception with drag is that people would be aloof and haughty, or actually people who do drag are by and large are just very accepting people because they knows what it feels like and therefore will really try and include people and try and um, take them to their teeth, be that a real teeth or be that a pair of socks or be that an implant. Drag and performance has really opened a window for me. I now feel more valued to myself which is huge and I'm happy to do things that I never thought I could now that I know I've got this little fire in me (laughs) I really regret not doing this sooner because I always remember seeing my friends that I'm friends with now years ago I would look at them across the club floor and I would think, I wish I was in with that group. They look really interesting. But I always had this internal voice in my head that I, I always put myself down and presumed that people wouldn't find me interesting. I was really unfair on myself because 
I've got really good friends now and I feel like I missed out on a lot of time where I could have been really happy. <laughs> I'm here with all my friends, people I love, people I admire, people I aspire to be like. Ted Rogers just discovered Georgie Beer. She's been, she was nothing before she met me. <laughs> nothing before she met me. <laughs> I see myself as someone who has potential to be a role model. I'm a little bit naughty, but in terms of, you know, do young women look at me and think I could be a drag queen? I hope so. This episode of Fresh Eyes was brought to you by Selfridges broadcast channel Hot Air as part of their summer 2018 IC campaign, exploring different ways of seeing. It was a Radio Wolfgang production and featured Georgie B and Stephen Brains. The assistant producer was Holly Aquilina. The sound designer was Natalia Rodriguez. It was edited by Eli Block, produced by L. Scott, and the executive producer was Ellie Martino.